Welcome back to the Bulls and the Bears presented by Online Trading Academy. I am Aaron and I will be the bear today and that leaves Nigel with all the bull. Oh, with all this news out, it would be really hard to be bullish. But guess but, what? You know what? This is a real change. People on the internet are very bullish though. Yeah. It's it's shocking. It is. <laughs> it is very very you're, shocking. You're scaring everybody. Well, I'm I'm not trying to scare <laughs> people, but it's 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 one thing to be logical when you hear things and it's others to just cling to any sort sort of hope and just yeah. apply that to your own dollar bills. That's a that's a dangerous place to be. And I watch people do it on the internet every week. Yeah. Well, so I've been accused by the way of uh, being a perma bear by some of the people um, that have come in from the radio because I'm always calling myself a bear. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm really not. I I have been. In this economy (laughs) that we've been in, yes. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean... uh... (laughs) And I suppose as long as we've been on the radio, I've been warning people, hey, guys, I'm looking at it from the wealth point of view, not the trading point of view, and things don't look good long term. Mm -hmm. That's been true for a couple of years, and I suppose as long as we've been doing this little tag team on the radio. Well, and, but I'm so, not always a bear. No, and and I've actually seen you bullish on a couple of a couple of stocks here and there that you've kind of pointed out were highly undervalued and had some other fundamental things because that's Aaron. Yeah. Aaron, Aaron is the, kind of the long term guy, and so he may look at more fundamentals than I ever do. Well, and I was pointing them out specifically for a wealth play only, mm-hmm. not for a trading play. Because if I'm talking about the stock market, I'm always talking about wealth. It's the best place for wealth. Yeah. Trading, eh, not so much. But I, I'm I'm not a perma bear. I've been bearish lately. I do want you to know though that whether we're talking about being bearish or bullish, to an investor or trader that knows what they're doing, that's not an indication as to whether there's money to be made or not. All right. Neither of those terms would convince me to sit on my hands and do nothing or sell everything I've got. It would indicate that I just need to play it in a different way. Yeah, I need to have some some education on on how do I do this and what's the most efficient way or what's the most um how to efficiently use my capital or buying power or capital efficiency. Want. Capital efficiency. That's the word I was looking That's for. That's what you were going for. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, so capital efficiency. <laughs> yeah, and, and and to capital efficiency, when when you go and you see news reports that come out where they say, "Hey, retail sales are down. All these things are are down." And then you see people on the internet, news stations, YouTubers, whoever you're looking at, are saying that these are positive things. And you're like, whoa, 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 hey. why, why would you think that's positive? And so I was kind of listening and I was trying to figure out what they were, what their thought process was. And they were saying, Hey, if retail sales are going down and, uh, and CPI is dropping a little bit, PPI is dropping a little bit, this means the fed's going to stop raising interest rates and they're going to U-turn and go back the other way. And that's just not the case because, like Aaron and I have talked about before, there is a huge jobs market out there. Well, yeah. So, so the problem that we've got, all right. I'm gonna we're gonna get back to the jobs in just a sec. But let me interrupt you. The problem that we've got is that a little bit of knowledge is more dangerous than than no knowledge sometimes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because when you have no knowledge, then you react to what's actually going on. And when you have a little bit of knowledge, then you react to bad information. Or old information that doesn't make sense anymore. Or you don't understand the information. Right. So for the last for the last 20 years, the Fed's policy has been to ensure that the, I shouldn't say the last 20 years, the last 19 years, ever mm-hmm. since 2003, the Fed's policy has been to help the market to go along, move the market, keep the market going. And that's, you know, because we've had low inflation, at least the core inflation, mm-hmm. um, that's what they've decided their job was. 
And so they've been very accommodating to the market itself. But in this environment where we have high inflation, their job specifically, as stated, is to control inflation and as secondary, then move the economy, right? But they keep the economy good by controlling inflation. And so if inflation is bad, then everything is bad in their minds. They've got to control that. And if you still have the the jobs market at such a hot area and unemployment so low, you still have the ability for people to change jobs, get paid more because inflation is still higher. And that price wage spiral thing that we've talked about is still there. Exactly. And so for the people that actually know what they're talking about, you know, the headline on, on YouTube I guess all of these people were saying, Ooh, Hey, this is great, great news. Yeah, and they were saying it's bullish negative, news, yeah, bullish news because negative uh, reports mean that the fed is going to react to what they've reacted to in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but BlackRock, one of the better large in- investor, how investing houses out there, right? Yeah. Um, BlackRock said, Hey, uh, the fed is purposefully causing, um, causing recession. All right. Now, did they make that up? No. Is this conspiracy theory? No. You know, back in, uh, back in, what was it, September of this last year, mm-hmm. right? Not September, I'm sorry, August of this last year, uh, the Fed has an annual meeting. Um, it's Jackson it's Hole called Symposium. the Jackson Hole uh, Symposium. They came out of the meeting and they specifically said, in order to control inflation, we're going to have to bring pain to the markets. Mm-hmm. They have not made a secret of the idea of the fact that what they need is pain in in the retail market so that jobs will will narrow down, Mm -hmm. so that employers will stop having to pay people more in order to retain good help, right? Um, If there are fewer jobs, then they they can keep the people that are actually productive and everybody else they let go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of what they do, but- that that means that wages aren't growing. It's the wage growth that causes inflation ultimately, long term inflation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, BlackRock they're they're not spouting conspiracy here. They're simply saying, look, this is what the Fed said, and they've been true to their word. They are raising interest rates in order to to cause pain in the in in companies, mm-hmm. which will narrow down the job market, which will then control inflation ultimately long-term inflation. long-term inflation and and just as an example our employment our unemployment rate is 3.5 percent in mm-hmm. 2008 it was a little north of 10 yeah so and we currently have still 10.46 million jobs out there and, and only 5.7 million people unemployed so there's almost two jobs for every single unemployed person that's crazy because if companies start losing money and they and you lose your job there's 10 million other jobs out there that you can go find. You drive down every yeah. street in Arizona, and there's job signs that say, now hiring. Right. It's nuts. Yeah. And, and, and that's, a, that's an issue because they need to control well, spending. And, and the real issue is, is hey, you don't want to pay me what I think I'm worth. I'll just leave to another company that's more hungry than you, and they will pay me something more. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get that wage growth, right? Which means, of course, that whoever's hiring the person for more has to get the money from somewhere, and the only thing that they can do is raise their prices on either their goods or services, which is the very definition of inflation. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Fed is not going to be impressed by negative numbers in the retail sales yeah. when the jobs market is still growing and the inflation has not cooled significantly. Not going to be impressed, going to keep going, doing what they're doing, and that's exactly what BlackRock is saying. And so ignore YouTube. 
Yeah, I think that's the point. <laughs> well, and it's not just YouTube. It's also there, were, there was news networks saying this. Yeah. Because, again, people get out there and they, they want to be popular. They want to say what, what others want to hear. Right. And that's what people want to hear is that the, the market's going to go back up. Right. Like the pain's going to end. Well, and that's just... But the pain's not going to end. It's almost like placating. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and so what's going on is, is that we've got these negative numbers now starting to show. And we've got a lot of debt out there, which means that even if people get higher paying jobs, they're not going to have as much as they used to have in the future while they're paying off their debt. Mm-hmm. We can expect to see retail uh, you know, continue to, to get hammered. What does that mean for the market? Well, what that means is we're going to continue seeing quarterly numbers that, you know, quarter over quarter are dropping. We're going to continue to see that this, you know, that guidance is missed. What does that do to the stock prices? Drops them. Generally drops them, right? Um, and so in the future, we can, we can expect that this is going to continue to either, uh, either cause flat markets or downward, you know, put downward pressure on markets. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. That means that you're going to get your assets at better prices in the future. Yeah. What that does mean is, is if you just throw money at the market, no matter what's going on, well, you probably have a good idea of what's going, going to happen in the future. It's either you're either going to get the same deal later or it's going to be lower price. So why buy now? Right. Well, exactly. For long term. And, and recessions are never that bad of a thing for people who see it coming and also know what to do. Yeah. They're, it just transfers wealth from people who don't know what they're doing to people who do know what they're doing. Right. And, and, that, and that's why there's so many millionaires that love recessions. Yeah, they lose some money when the market goes down, but they have so many great buying opportunities, not only houses, but stocks, all kinds of yeah. assets. Well, and, and, you know, for instance, they're not really losing money, but they're using options to to garner the best deals in the future. Mm-hmm. So it only looks like their their wealth and their portfolio is, is going decreasing, down but really they're, they're gaining more assets. That's right. For those that know what they're doing. Yeah. All right. Um, had one of them in class the other day. It, that it was the funnest class I've ever taught, by the way. Really? Oh yeah. It was, it was, um, yeah. Um, he's a multimillionaire, but he owned a bank and wow. he's been a CEO at other, um, at other, places. And so he understood economy and he understood how things really went. And it was really fun because I was able to get into the weeds of how things actually worked. Yeah. You know, and, and when I showed him some of the strategies behind it, he got really excited. And that's my favorite part of teaching anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> At any rate, um, there's another thing that has been affecting the market to the upside lately. Okay. Now this is something that we teach our students. There is a relationship between the strength of the dollar and the stock markets. Mm-hmm. All right. So when you see the strength of the dollar overseas start dropping, then what you should see is the stock market going up. Yeah. Now, if that doesn't make sense to you, let me explain, okay? Um, when the dollar is strong and it's valued higher than foreign currencies, then U.S.-made goods, which are charged to foreign companies or foreign you know, entities in U.S. dollars, are more expensive than they were you know, before, which means they sell the less. Yeah. And so they, they sell less and therefore their profit from overseas is smaller. And therefore those that know what they're doing are saying, okay, if they're selling less then I need to discount the, the price of the stock, you know? And so when the dollar is going up, typically the stock market is going down. Well, we've had a dollar that has been going down lately 
And therefore, we've seen the stock market try and resist some of these downward moves. Now, it's been going largely sideways. But over the last week, we have seen strength in both the S&P and the NASDAQ stronger than we should have. And that's because the dollar has been going down. Now, the beautiful thing behind that is if you really know what you're doing, the dollar, the foreign currency exchange is a 24-hour market. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you can wake up in the morning, look and see what's gone on with the dollar overnight, and make a pretty good guess as to what's going to happen in the indexes in the first couple of hours of trading. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, so, and people use all kinds of different indications. Just looking at what's inside of the S&P 500, if you start looking at like Apple and Goldman Sachs and Tesla and all these things, yeah. you can kind of tell which way the S&P is going to go that day. That's exactly right. And so for those that understand where to go to get the best information, there's a lot less guessing in the market than for those that they're just throwing money around. Mm -hmm. Turns out knowledge pays. On that topic, <laughs> all right, we've got to go to another commercial during the commercial. And I was telling you, by the way, that I'm being told that we can't offer the $99 thing forever. Yeah. So eventually, and probably within the next uh, week or so, we're going to have to stop offering the $99 on the radio. Mm -hmm. um, because if we if that becomes the normal price, then we can't offer it as a discount. A discount. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you've wanted to go to class, you haven't done it yet, but you still want the $99 deal instead of the regular price at $299, this might be the best opportunity you've got for a little while. All right. I can't tell you exactly when it's going to stop, but probably sometime soon and for some duration. All right. But give us a call if you want to go to a three-day intensive trading and investing class. All right. You learn the, the strategies, you learn the methodologies, you get a little bit, a little bit of hands on the tools and everything, and you learn it in stocks, options, futures, and Forex. We typically have three of them going on in a month, uh, Peoria, Scottsdale, and Chandler. All right. So give us a call and get registered for one of those. If you know that you want to, this is for people that know that they want to start their journey trading and investing. All right. The number is 8448 trader. That's 844-887-2337. Tell the operator you want the $99 deal, okay? Or text dollar sign 99 to 25029. That's dollar sign 99 to 25029. Now, if you're not sure that you want an intensive experience, you just, you want to see if, if this is right for you, you want an overall information, we have a three, a free, free, no dollars, mm -hmm. free three-hour class, all right? And that goes over the same information, just from a higher level and in a more compressed format. If you want that class, the number is 8448-TRADER, but they'll just enroll you in class, okay? Or text INCOME to 25029. We'll see you right after the break, though, okay? Okay. 